Hey there, and welcome to the daily podcast where wisdom smacks us with kisses or love taps. I'm Michelle Spiva, a wisdom strengthening coach, your host, and practical priestess of wisdom. Join us daily to gain wisdom and mental strength as we tackle innovative thinking, address emotional and behavioral life traps, and yes, provide you with some practical how-tos to wrap it all up. So settle in or crank up the speed 2x, whatever gets your mental processes firing as we dive in. Stay tuned. Ouch. Why is this here? I'm not used to this being right here. You need to move it back. No, it's easier to do it this way. So, you know, learn, deal with it, adjust. I don't want to. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom. And I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So go on, stick with me, and I'll see you on the flip as we get into talking about settling into a new normal. I'll see you soon. Well, hello. Thank you for joining me. I am Michelle Spiva, your host and practical priestess of wisdom. And thank you for joining me on today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. So settle in as I show you around and paint the picture for you of what is now going to be your new normal. All right. So by now, you have probably gotten to the point where you just about had enough of what's been going on with being sheltered in place, sequestered, locked down, whatever might be your case in your neck of the woods. And I came to tell you that in case you didn't know, it's past the point of no return and we are going to be in a new normal. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. As you can see. Against the mighty force of Mother Nature, economy has been forced to bow down. What we used to take for granted has no more wind in its sails to float or fly or or go anywhere. And we have been relegated to losing all forward thrusts we had in this great engine of capitalism, economy, and business as usual with our technological advanced selves. And so welcome to your new normal. And I mean, I jest and all of that. It is not that bad. But I do want to say that there is some, you know, there's some truth to what I what I'm about about to talk about. And that is that we have come to a point in our uh, existence where we are forced to look at what life looks like when everything changes overnight. Now, I guess to torture myself and, you know, as part of my procrastination on a project that I'm working on today, I took some time and I checked out one of my favorite channels and they have been so kind to put stuff on YouTube these days because I don't have that channel, Um, but the History Channel. And I was looking at... uh, 
Atlantis, because I love that kind of stuff, you know, especially as a writer. And they were talking about how they believe that Atlantis is actually the Minoan culture in the um, the Isle of Crete. And, uh, you know, they were making their case and everything. But it was when they got to the cataclysmic event and they talked about how records showed that they were building all of these beautiful uh, technological wonders for their time on top of a volcano. And the volcano, when it erupted, it took them out. And I was like, oh, oh. And overnight, nothing was the same. But at that particular time, it was total annihilation. They even talked about how much ash and soot that um, the modern day excavators are having uh, to work on. And it's been years with them going meticulously through so that they don't ruin any of the um, archaeological value of the site. And they've done a really great job. But, you know, with all of that, getting excited and looking at it, instead of me just focusing on the Atlantis story and, all, you know, all of its mystery and wonder, wisdom was like, you need to look at this because this is a representation of what can happen when you're unawares. And this is not a warning kind of podcast today. It is just a, your new normal, the best you can do is to stretch, grow, and be flexible and move on. And I looked at how the whole idea of this uh, culture being so advanced above even the Egyptians at the time. And I was like, how did they get caught up in um, a, a natural disaster like this? And like I said, again, Wisdom was like, you better pay attention because you're no different. Now, am I saying that there's going to be some volcano that takes us out right now? Nope. And I don't even know if that would be the case. But what I do know is this, that we have so many technological advancements and yet the pandemic is is throwing us around like raggedy and dolls and because of that our lives are being changed and i didn't get um i didn't find the numbers of how long it takes for a society to be forced into a new paradigm uh how many days or whatever um but based on what um, economists are saying, financial people and the like, they are talking about how because of the time we're going to need to make it through this pandemic, that by that time, it will take so much money to overthrow the ravages of business not booming and the impact that they're actually saying it's best for us to just start over. And, you know, I, I would definitely love me a financial jubilee because my student loans, let's not even talk about it. But anyway, I digress. But talking about settling into this new normal, what I also looked at as I was uh, watching the, this Atlantis special and, and all of the things that they were talking about, I noticed that even with, you know, like I said, the technological advancements that they had and the like, one of the things that always intrigues me when I watch shows that have archaeological importance is that nature always wins. I'm going to say that again, nature always wins because these um, archaeologists 
where they are unearthing the remains of this great cataclysmic uh, event. And they were having to uh, dig through a lot of um, uh, ash and uh, uh, different uh, sediments that happen when uh, something like that happens. And it was amazing how thorough <laughs> the the incident happened where mother nature is like yeah i told you i when i come through i come through and so and not that i didn't have a respect for what nature can do cuz i definitely do but it it cast in it cast me into this thought uh that i wanted to talk with you all about today that wisdom is showing me and it is when you're settling to into a new normal especially when there seems like there's going to be some type of reset or starting over or a returning to a foundation the thing that we would do well to realize is that nature oh yes Nature always wins. <laughs> and um, I want to talk to you about this concept. It, it, it's called Ar- Arcadia or the Arcadian Way. And the only reason why I even know about it is because I uh, use the concept in a, a writing project. And it means, uh, it's a Greek word actually, and it means to return to a simpler time where it's very pastoral and it's real in harmony with nature. And if you're looking at it as an archetype, it is the ideal garden of plenty archetype or paradise that, you know, was lost or the garden of Eden where everything is cool. And I only re- only reason why I started thinking about that is because when I um I was looking at uh what's trending, what people are doing and um what's keeping people occupied as they have to force themselves to stay inside. And trending today and I'm going to tell y'all I got a kick and a laugh out of a lot of the stuff that I saw and some of it I didn't know about but I was excited and when I looked at the common theme throughout all of it it reminded me of slowing down uh the hustle and bustle that gives people so much anxiety and not simply returning to a slower time as much as getting back into a more natural rhythm that agrees with mother nature. And so let me tell you some of the cool stuff that I saw. And my theme that um, I started seeing emerge from what's been trending since we've been uh, globally in um, seclusion from each other has been where the mundane, you know, the everyday, the usual, the customary, the common, where it has become magnificent for people. And so trending right now, uh, it has been a return to a revival of puzzles. Yes. I was like, what's wrong with me? Because I don't have puzzles (laughs) in my house that I could just out and start making. And I love puzzles, but they're on my phone. I, I'm a puzzle person, but you know, different uh, challenge puzzles and things like that. I have them digitally, but uh, people have been putting together puzzles and posting them on uh, social media. And they've been actually able to do them with their children or with their loved ones while they've been in um, shelter. They even showed one and it was the cutest little thing. And the guy was like, 
I have done all of my puzzles. So now I have resorted to this. And there's a picture of where he's taken notebook paper and torn it into different squares. And he's like, so now I'm making my own puzzles. And I was like, this is amazing. It is just wonderful. And the reason why it's wonderful is because it is um, it is something how when given the opportunity and the constraint, yeah, we we tend to go back to those things that are, are, are harmonic with our environment as well as therapeutic for our soul. And in hindsight, you know, hindsight is truly 2020. But I remember last year, I kept looking at the rising numbers of people having acute uh, uh, panic, anxiety, depression, and it was it was a mount it was it was mounting up like a raging bull coming forward over and over. And it was kind of like if you imagine a runaway horse, a maverick of a horse, and you you try to catch the reins and pull it back, and it cannot be stopped. That was the energy that I was sensing about the rising uh, epidemic of mental health uh, decreases, declines, excuse me. And I was like, something's got to give. But lo and behold, I'm now looking at it and it's, it's bittersweet because why does it take us being forced to have to stay inside for us to get some relief? And yesterday I talked about when the cure is punishment and I talked about isolation, alienation, and, and being either by yourself or having to be in a house and you don't want to be, especially in the Western Hemisphere while, where we are um, uh, in spring as, as of the time of this recording and how hard it is for people to be staying inside when everything is in bloom and the sun is crisp and clear and just a whole bunch of different um, uh, opportunities to be out amongst folk. It's really hard. But like I said, on the opposite side, there is a lot of stuff that is really cool. For instance, um, the, the bodies of water There have been many reports that have been actually showing pictures of how bodies of water that used to be murky and you couldn't swim in them, you couldn't see through them, with only the last few weeks are returning to clarity where you can look down and see through the water. And it is because of us not being able to go out and do how we have been, uh, how we have been used to. And then another thing is, is with regards to uh, nature versus the economy, it's been heartening for me to see how the economy is learning to adjust to a new normal, even though it might not look that way for the people who are not so busy um, being manic about watching uh, stocks go up and down. If you if you step back and you get into this new normal of being more in tune with the 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 uh, rhythm and the cadence of nature, you'll find that nature finds a way and we find a way to be in harmony, and the economy is going to find a way. And is, I'm, I'm not saying going to, is finding a way to find its natural beat so, it, so that we don't kill ourselves 
trying to do the most, <laughs> trying to do stuff that yeah, it's a whole bunch of busy work to make us feel like we're being busy, but we're not getting that much done. And it it really comes down to taking a circumspect look at what we used to do. And as you know, in my neck of the woods, we say, eat the fish and leave the bones. And I see right now even how the strains and stresses, the unnecessary strains and stresses of the economy are showing themselves clearly to a lot of business owners, a lot of workers and the like. And it's going to get to the point where our worst fears have now become our salvation. Isn't it something how being forced to stay inside feels really bad? But when you take the time to instead of um, uh, trying to hurry up and do everything in modules so that you can get up and have enough time to try to commute and work and, and, and be in the hustle and bustle and be all about the money, that you can take time to have a revival in puzzle building. But that's not only it. So let me tell you some of the other trends that I'm, when I say I'm tickled about it, I'm loving it. So some of the other ones are single player board games. Oh, yes. Uh, Pop Sugar had a, uh, a, a article about some single player board games and how uh, they're starting to take off. And I looked at a, uh, I looked at them and all of them, I mean, each one of them seemed to be really exciting to the point where, you know, I bookmarked some of them. I might go and, you know, get them. And it is amazing how it's a board game. It's not an app, a board game, something that you can tactilely touch. And yesterday when I was talking about uh, being in isolation and some of the things that you could do to help yourself, uh, I did mention doing things with your hand. So definitely combining building puzzles with your hands as well as, you know, sharpening your mind and the same thing with board games. Now, some of these other things are digital, but I did want to make note of them because they are having a wonderful time right now, but they still have that that more uh, laid back and, and slower, less aggressive uh, bent to them. So I'm assuming that you you know about gaming and apps on the phone and all of that. And instead of people just going crazy with Fortnite battle royales and and all of this stuff, one of the fastest growing games online worldwide right now is a game that's made for all ages by Nintendo. And you can catch it on Nintendo Switch. You can play remotely online. Uh, They even have it where, you know... uh, you sign up or and you pay your little subscription and they if you go to Nintendo directly they'll give you a week for free and it's called are you ready it's called Animal Crossing New Horizons now the first edition of it came out in 2011 then they had another one in 2012 and then another one in 2014 but now to this one it's where you can uh go uh, to an island and you build up your own island. So it's like a strategy and survival game. And it has the cutest little characters. Everybody looks like those cute little 
uh, cartoon characters that you would find in some kind of Nickelodeon show. And it's uh, characters, you know, your avatar, and then they have cute little animals. But the funny thing is, is that uh, Tom Nook <laughs> is a raccoon and he seems to own this world <laughs> and you end up having to pay him to fly to your island. If you want to have good shelter, you end up having a mortgage by Tim Hook. And it's the funniest thing because when you go and look at Twitter and Instagram and the funny things, they even have a drunken, um, I don't know if he's a duck or a pelican. I think he might be a stork. But he comes, he'll like just wash up on shore on your island and you're supposed to go and help him find these little things uh, in the sand. Uh, But some people complain that he keeps coming around too much and he's becoming a nuisance. And so they show them taking a bat and beating him because it's like you washed up and you look drunk because it takes a minute to wake him up. And anyway, I, I could go on and on about um, Animal Crossing New Horizons, but it is taking the internet by storm and it would not have gotten this much play had we not had time to slow down. And so now people are using it for uh, meeting up with their significant others. So people are going on dates in the app. Uh, there was uh, of some who had virtual weddings. They had missed, you know, in real life because of COVID-19, not able to get married online. And so there were a few who posted that their friends had gotten together and they had a virtual wedding using uh, Animal Crossings and the like. And I just thought it was wonderful because looking at it, it's not all the running around and the shooting and the strategies and the sword play and all of that. You don't have to form a five-person team to go and uh, adventure. It's it's good, wholesome fun, and people are finding a way to not only um, meet in there, but to take it slower and enjoy something that is made for all ages. So then, starch madness. So now, as we're coming to the end of March, and because the um, normal um, athletics that we would be used to, um, namely basketball at this this particular time, wasn't able to go forward. The funniest thing is people have been actually posting brackets about what kind of pasta are you eating? (laughs) So starch madness is another one that has been coming up. And I was like, very mundane, but now magnificent. Who would have thought about putting brackets and, and, and whittling it down to see which is going to make it as your your top pasta <laughs> that you could cook? You know, so starch madness. Um, uh, and then now these, the, this one is one that I, I thought was really cute and it's called House Party. And what it is, is it's an app for, uh, it's like Zoom, but instead of it being where it has very, a lot of structure and a business tone to it, it's where you can uh, download the app on your phone or on, um, I, I know you can download it on a Mac. I'm not sure you can download, yeah, you can download it into the Chrome, a Chrome browser too, but it's called House Party. And you can have up to eight people or 16 couples as less as long as each couple is willing to be counted as one. And you meet up and you can play games, uh, trivia, and 
it is like a house party. And so a lot of people have been uh, using that as well to to cut away the so the distance in their socializing. It might still be physical distancing, but we're finding a way to do social distance. I mean, social um, uh, in in uh, interactions and entertainment in healthy ways through whether it um, be digitally or if uh, you're at home by yourself or with your family, doing it old school with puzzles and board games. And then the last thing, <laughs> and I know I'm laughing because I watched this and it was something. The last thing is finding the quirky. I don't even want to call this mundane, but finding the quirky. And so right now, um, a documentary that possibly if it had not been uh, a situation where people are forced to be inside, I don't know if it would have gotten the takeoff that it did, but it's called Tiger King. And it is about an eccentric Oklahoma Oklahoma big cat uh, zookeeper and his antics. Um, and it is, it's a riot. I, like I said, I watched it and my mouth was open like the whole time. Cause I was like, is this really for real? I thought it had to be fiction because it was so over the top, but they say it's for real. And, uh, because it has gotten so much interest that, um, the uh, law enforcement involved with the, uh, criminal activity that landed the, the, the show's subject in jail, they're actually going back and take and taking a look, saying that the case was never solved and they're reaching out to people who uh, have taken uh, a shine into this particular show to see if they can finally solve the 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 crime and it, it, it involves a missing person. And so I was like, how in the world is Tiger King outdoing all of these mega uh, movies that are are coming out digitally instead of in the theaters and all of the regular stuff that you would be used to just taking over? And who would think that it would be a quirky little show out of Oklahoma about a guy and tigers and lions? So, yeah, that's the new normal we are in. And I wanted to say this, is that when everything is said and done, and when we emerge uh, country by country, um, community by community, things are going to be different. And the reason why they're going to be different is because we will have had enough time to miss what we took for granted. And when you miss what you take for granted, you tend to pay more respect to it. And when you pay more respect, that means that you slow down and you take uh, an evaluative stock of what you have so that you don't mess it up. Because we are made to avoid pain. And even though I, t- I tried to keep it light today and talked about uh, this Arcadian time that we have, where we're able to frolic in the garden of, of uh, a simpler time and get a chance to reacquaint ourselves with those foundational things that help to relieve our stress and give us a break from the high, uh, highly stressful panic and anxiety-inducing uh, time that we use trying to live our lives. When we come back out of this, a lot of the things that we have learned during this time, if 
you are so inclined to learn, there are going to be holdovers. And that means that that is our new norm. We are not going to go back, and most people, if they have any sense, are not going to go back to the way they used to live that caused them to have unnecessary illnesses and psychological disorders and uh, social anxieties and the like. And I, like I said, I kind of see it as earth, nature, having mercy on us to do what was needed to so that we could slow down because the fire next time could be a, a volcano that wipes us out, you know, in a proverbial way. It could be worse. And I did another podcast uh, where I talked about the preternatural nature of a virus and how if you are willing to look beyond the destruction, the damage and the danger and, and the scariness of it, you can see that on the other side of that virus, when we overcome it, we are all the better for having gotten stronger and for reprioritizing the preciousness of the lives we live and the lives we have. And I kind of want to just ask you to look at all the things that you're finding yourself doing and, and see the magnificence in them. For some people, the big joke has been that, you know, if you have school-age children, that a lot of people are going to see that their little precious babies aren't so precious when the teachers try to tell them about their children. And that's funny. And, you know, and then, of course, the jokes about parents having to help with all the schoolwork, the homeschooling and the homework and the like. And that's all well and good, too. I'm just going to ask that in addition to that, you look at the fact that for the first time, probably in your kids' lives, they're seeing you take a leading role in their continued education. And they're seeing how you deal with what they deal with. Because I will tell you, based on observations and uh, uh, interactions with um, educators, it is just as stressful for the kids nowadays to go into the schools as it is for you to go to work. I mean, let's face it, between um, mass shootings at schools, uh, bullying, and um, all of the um, other things that they have to deal with, it's like they are having to go into an obstacle course or even a war zone daily. And so them being able to be at home and not have to have as many stressors and them being able to return to a simpler, a slower time is going to help them as well. And so I want us all to embrace this time and look for those opportunities that are going to help us to be even more strong or just stronger when we go back, because we are not going back to the same old, same old things have changed and they will continue to change. And so we have an opportunity to do a reset and do what's best for us to calm our nerves, to uh, figure out what's, what was necessary and mandatory and what was just fluff. And so do what you will, but enjoy and embrace the fact that you get a reset to slow it down and to do some healing and get 
in accordance with Mother Earth. All right. So guess what, y'all? Yeah, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your practical priestess of wisdom with another episode of Wisdom Smack. And don't forget to check the show notes, like, subscribe and share. And because this is a daily podcast, guess what, y'all? Yep, I'm going to see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.